everyone. Welcome back to the Career Medis Podcast. And this is your host, Nisar Ahmed. And this is episode 100 of the Career Medis Podcast. And yeah, we made it. We It's been a little over two years and we finally made it to episode 100. And for today, I wanted to bring back as a guest who we have had in the past. And today we're going to speak about the topic of networking. Yes, this is part of the Networking Expert series. We've done a few episodes and whether as a job seeker, a freelancer, or a young professional, or an entrepreneur, it is something that really will have a huge impact, whether your career or business. And a lot of people do not really get it right. It's something most people struggle with, especially if you're an introvert like me. And there's a lot of advice on different, and sometimes it's the same advice on the internet over and over again. But I thought I'd bring back our guest because in my experience, I don't think anybody does it that, does it better than him. And we are welcoming back Larry Joya. We had him at episode 71. In episode 71, we talked about his life. It was called A Day in the Life of an IT Solutions Architect. And today we're going to talk about something different. As I mentioned so far, the whole concept of networking, how you could do it better, how Larry does it so well, and, and so on. So I'm really excited. Not only it's because of episode 100, but it's also because I've got Larry back on the show. Hey, Larry, welcome back. Hey, Nassar, thank you so much for having me, and congratulations, first and foremost, on number 100. That's a huge milestone. Congratulations to you and your audience. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been a fun journey. Uh, one of the great benefits of being a podcast host is you get to have great conversations, meet, meet new individuals such as yourself, and learn a lot. So the journey has been fun, and I appreciate yeah. your support in the journey as well. Of course. Yeah, it's just the beginning. As I always like to say, I hope you think the same way. It's a perpetual beta. And uh, 100 becomes 200, 300, and so on. So that's awesome. I'm really humbled to be back. And thanks for the opportunity. Awesome. I, I really like what he just said that. It's just the beginning. So Larry, I mean, for the audience who have not listened to episode 71, perhaps you can give us a quick introduction about yourself before I jump into the whole topic and the concept of what we're going to talk about. So yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So for those who want to go back to 71 and listen, you know, sorry, you and I talked about specifically my role as a technology consultant by day, but I do many different things and wear many different hats, just like many of your guests. But, you know, I think at, at a macro level, Nassar, kind of, I, I think of myself with kind of three different lenses, not three different lenses, but what I kind of do for work and then kind of how I make it all mesh together. You know, first and foremost is I'm a community builder and that takes on many shapes and forms, but largely that comes by way of kind of building community or, you know, spinning up communities around communities of interest. That'd be people who have a very specific interest in a certain topic. And I'm very keen on bringing those people together, either physically or in the digital world. So I really enjoy doing that. And I've done that in a few different capacities, which maybe we'll talk about tonight. So community building is one of the things I love to do. And then, you know, underpinning all of that as a serial entrepreneur, I've done quite a few startups, uh, many failures, but a few successes in the process. But a serial entrepreneur and really keen on, you know, not just moving to the next thing, but really keen on getting my ideas, not just out of, out of my head on paper and manifesting themselves in, in some body of knowledge or some businesses. And so I've done that a few times now. So 
you know, very excited to talk about entrepreneurship when the opportunity presents itself and, and help and mentor other young people in that capacity. And then my day job, as we kind of talked about in 71, uh, as an executive advisor working for PricewaterhouseCoopers and helping, you know, very large organizations, executives, leaders in the technology space think about technology transformation, IT strategy. So that's kind of what I do uh, for my day job. But at the end of the day, you know, like you, very keen to learn from everyone around me uh, and, and a connector just like you. And I think it's what we're going to talk about tonight. So I'm pretty excited about that. I want to come back to a couple of things you mentioned, Larry, connector and community builder in, in a bit. I wanted to ask you this question and you seem to have got it well. I mean, you do networking really, really well. And I haven't met you in person. We have spoken a few times, and when we, but you come across as someone who is gregarious, very cordial, someone is outgoing. So here's a question. Is that something that someone needs to be a good networker or someone like, let's say someone, an introvert like me, can also be good at that. <laughs> well, you know, first of all, thanks for, uh, you know, passing judgment in a good way with such great adjectives. I really appreciate that. <laughs> no, it was, <laughs> not, we it was a praise, not a judgment. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. No, so absolutely. So I, I appreciate that. And I think that it's probably a, a testament to the fact that, you know, you are a keen observer of good judge of character, as it were. So I like to think I am all those things. So mm-hmm. thanks for that. You know, your question around, so does one have to be gregarious and outgoing and, you know, charismatic, all the things? Uh, you know, look, I think actually, you know, you don't have to be an extrovert. I am definitely on Myers-Briggs, <laughs> E-N-S or E-N-T-J, I think I am. Suffice to say, you don't have to be an extrovert to be a great networker. I think it's really, really important. I think there's a mm. big misconception that I'm an introvert, so I couldn't possibly go talk to people or, you know, I get, I'm totally drained. The, the idea of going into a room of people and being able to talk to them uh, is just completely foreign to me. Now, by way of, you know, characteristics, yes, that is probably in fact the case. But long-winded kind of overarching underlying thesis here is to say that you do not have to be an extrovert to be a great networker. And quite frankly, we can talk about the word itself. Networking, I think, has a bit of a misnomer to it as well. Because what I like to say, Nassar, is aside from what your you know, typification is as a human being, you are a human first, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the two qualities that make the best network, it should be the best connectors, as it were, if you have a heart beating in your chest <laughs> and you have a brain in your head, you have the two key ingredients to be a great connector or networker, uh, as it were. And everybody has those. So in my mind, everyone's a great networker. Everyone's a great connector. You just have to figure out how best to utilize those two assets. Oh, that's great, Larry. And I, I wanted to come back to this because you mentioned this a few times because you don't see networking as networking. You look at it as connecting. And you mentioned the word connector over and over again. Yeah. And that's exact, I mean, that's exactly who you are. I've had a few guests on my show because of the introductions you have made. You, you are a great connector. So you look at networking totally different because in traditional sense, let's say, you know, this podcast is about job search and career advice and people are advised to go out and seek others so they can connect and learn. But you, on the other hand, are talking about be a connector. And the, the, when you think of the word connector, it's totally different interpretation. And I, I'm really curious to hear, learn more. I was wondering if you can expand on that. Yeah, sure. And, and so it's, let's go a bit pedantic here, right? So, you know, networking, uh, as I think many of your listeners are probably familiar with, regardless if you've been in, the indus- in an industry for quite some time, regardless of what industry you've been in, there is an association to networking 
that is, you know, you, you kind of maybe cliche, but you think about, you know, going to a place where, you know, we are there to network. We are there to meet other people. And it's, you know, maybe in a confined space, maybe it's over drinks. You're bringing a stack of business cards. The, the things that typically come to mind from a networking kind of event or networking experience, right? And to, in my mind, so I've been to those. I know you've probably been to those as well. And, you know, even as an introvert, those just like throw up huge red flags. At least they do it even to me as an extrovert. It's like, that's like very transactional, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. It feels like I'm going to go there and I'm going to like, you know, meet some really interesting people perhaps, but it's going to be like a very finite amount of time. I'm going to throw, throw away some business cards and I never go deeper. I never get deeper than like, hey, I'm Larry. What do you do? How long have you been doing what you do? How can you help me? Right. And that's really, really the differentiator between networking and connecting. Those are the things that I associate with networking, right? And right or wrong, uh, you know, I love your perspective on that as well. But connecting, you know, really as it's, the word implies is to go to the next level of detail and like actually establish a human relationship. So I've said this before in a couple of different, you know, capacities, but I see networking to, as to a transaction and, and connecting is to relationships, right? And so, yes, you're building relationships when networking, but it's really taking the time to get to know the person for who they actually are. I like to say that, you know, networking, you start the conversation with, what do you do? <laughs> Whereas when you're connecting, you're asking questions like, so, so who are you? Where are you from? What's your superpower? That's something that's a much different conversation where I get to know who you are as opposed to what you do. So that's kind of how I think about the differentiation. And we can even go deeper on that if you like. Yeah, absolutely. And before you expand on that, I just wanted to highlight, if I can highlight the word you mentioned is relationships, because you're totally correct. I've been to events, chamber of commerce or networking, so-called networking events. And most of them is like exchanging business cards is transactional. And then you, it's mostly a sales pitch, but you mentioned connection is like connector is human relationships. It's all about relationship building. And yeah, I would love for you to expand on that, but I just want to make sure people get that piece. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, at the end of the day, when I think about, you know, connecting, networking, you know, you use whatever vernacular you'd want to use. What's really critical, at least from what I've found, that works for me, and, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I'm coming to realize very quickly that it's working for others as well, is that, you know, relationships is everything we do. If that's in your personal life, if that's in your professional life, if that's in your, you know, the, the, the mix between the two, the integration of work and, and life, it comes down to relationships, right? And I like to say, I, I kind of coined this phrase a while back, and, and I'll say it slowly because it's a bit of a tongue twister, okay? In networking, you know, there's this, this adage, it's about who you know, right? So, oh, I know so-and-so, and he or she's going to help me get to somebody else, right? And that's very transactional. Uh -huh. When I think about connecting and taking it at a level of, another next level of detail, it's not about who you know. It's about who you know, who knows who you need to know, <laughs> okay? And it, it, it's a bit of a tongue twister if you get your head around that. It's not about who you know. It's about who you know, who knows who you need to know. And if you think about that, that comes from a place of relationships because when someone actually knows you, and I'll kind of, you know, we'll get into kind of narrating others and what that actually means, but Nassar, I've never met you in person. You, you live in Toronto, live in Pittsburgh, but I feel as though I actually know you well enough. Mm -hmm. I know what you're about. I know, you know, 
as you kind of know some of the characteristics about me, I, I have a pretty good handle on what you do and why you do what you do. And I feel very good about getting people in touch with you because I think you're doing really great stuff. And I, I want people to know you because you believe in, you have a purpose for what you do, right? So now it's a function of, hey, I have 100 people that, you know, you could know through me, but I actually know people who should know you because I know who you are. So there's a lot of who's in there. Long and short is it's going the next level deeper and actually putting people, connecting people for their why and their purpose, not just because you know them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, one of the, it's, it's amazing. Whenever you say something, I write down something that I need to repeat. And what he just mentioned, <laughs> this, what he, what he just mentioned Larry, is amazing. Who you know. It's not, it's not about who you know. It's about who knows who you need to know. And it's, it's called, it, you know, the six pixels of separation where you can get in, get to connect. Like that's the whole, I think that I forgot who wrote it, but that's actually a good analogy is, and that's exactly what we have done here as well. Because when I interviewed you, I meant, I asked you, do you know someone else? And you have connected me with a couple of other individuals uh, for a day in the life of series. So the, those have been great. So, you know, that's exactly a different way of connecting with individuals, right? Yeah, no, exactly. That's exactly right. You know, the beauty of the relationship that you and I have established and, you know, the folks who I have sent your way and the folks you sent my way, you know, that's not networking at all. We are merely connecting the dots, as it were, proverbially, because we really believe in each other and we want to add value to each other, right? And what's really, really important in this world of connecting is if you Put away the transaction for a side. The transaction typically has an association that I'm expecting something in return, right? In terms of, hey, I'm going to introduce Nassar to five podcast guests. If I take a networking mentality, I'm going to like, hey, I'm going to file that one away. And every time I need something, I'm like, hey, Nassar, remember that one time I you know, hooked you up with so-and-so? When you're connecting, I'm, I'm really coming from a place of, I just want to get the best people on your podcast because I really believe in what you're doing and adding value to you to the extent that I can with expecting nothing in return. And I get like really excited about doing that. And quite frankly, I think you and I have the relationship that we do having never met because mm-hmm. we both approach it with a value add giving first mentality. I'm not sure. I'd love to hear your perspective on that as well. Yeah, that is so true because after I learned this concept of ABCD, which I'll talk, we will talk about in a bit, it actually got me inspired because I interviewed Aaron Watson, then he, then he connected you with me, then I've had a few more connections. Now, whenever I have a chance, I, I've got into the habit, I've interviewed other career coaches and I say, you know what, I know other career coaches because we have inter- interviewed each other, you guys should talk. And when they have an interview and I see this on my feed, I get excited. Even though I had nothing to gain from that, it just feels good. It's actually great. It's a great feeling when you how do you say it? Without expecting anything, you are connecting individuals, right. you're helping them. That, that, that itself is an amazing sense of satisfaction, even when I don't get anything monetary from it. See, that's exactly right, Asar, is it doesn't have to be you know, quid pro quo, like I'm going to get another guest out of this, or you know, I'm going to get the thing or the, the job offer or the interview. At the end of the day, it will come back to you in whatever manifestation you want it to. That's a bit conceptual and a bit ethereal, but in your case, it's the satisfaction of knowing that you had a hand in making that other interview happen. 
in somebody else's case, it might come by way of maybe a referral or it might come by way of a gift or a thank you note, whatever that is, mm -hmm. that kind of reciprocation comes in many different forms. It doesn't need to be the tangible thing or the immediate gratification. And I think that's what, that's one of the things that people really get stuck on is that there's some expectation of something in return. And when you can truly get your head out of this mentality of expecting something, it opens a whole new world to connecting to relationships, to approaching even problems and work differently. Like you, Nassar, I have a lot of fun doing that. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just keeps snowballing because, you know, I, I expect nothing, but I get so much out of the relationships that I've established over the years and just, you know, living and breathing this, this world of ABCD, always be connecting the dots. All right. You and I have mentioned ABCD a few times. So let's, we have let the cat out of the bag here. So let's talk about that. Let's <laughs> talk about ABCD because that's something that you have introduced to me. And yeah, could you tell me how you came up with that and what exactly it is? What are some of the benefits you have seen other than what you've just mentioned? Yeah, so I, I didn't mean to take you take us off track, but I think we're, we're riffing pretty well together here. Mm -hmm. You know, underpinning all of the, the concepts that I think you know, we've been talking about for the, the past 10 minutes or so, I, I kind of encapsulate into four letters, a very simple acronym that, quite frankly, I think anybody could remember. The first four letters of the alphabet, A, B, C, D. And the acronym stands for always be connecting the dots. Always be connecting the dots, right? And so, you know, where this came from, you know, truly it wasn't like an epiphany I had one day and I said, oh, A, B, C, D, uh, literally it kind of just uh, somewhat came to me kind of through, you know, my work and through the, the networking that I was, you know, historically doing. And I said, you know, this, how can we encapsulate all the things we're talking about here and think differently on all the things we're talking about in the SAR mm -hmm. as a kind of pithy but simple way to remind ourselves and as a mantra that maybe someone reminds themselves of or continues to impress upon the people, ABCD. So that's something that I, I kind of, you know, dreamt up one morning and it stuck with me. And I've been not professing that, but I try to share that ethos of connecting dots any opportunity I get. I think what's really important here in Nassar is, you know, we could talk about connecting dots in the context of people and the context of networking, right, and relationships. But it's even bigger than that, right, because, you know... <laughs> The, 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 the adage of connecting the dots is nothing that I invented by any means. This goes back to like the 1400s with Da Vinci, right? And connecting different aspects of the universe, right? But at the end of the day, this notion of connecting dots is, is about people and things and concepts. And this notion that I've been fascinated with over the years of polymaths, folks like Da Vinci and Elon Musk and other polymaths, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, you, you, you can probably name a few others who really aren't like stuck in one thing. They're really good at seeing the bigger picture and they're really good at connecting dots, A, B, C, D, right? I'm definitely not at that level, right? But I like to think of myself as someone who, as I started the conversation with this in perpetual beta, is continually evolving my own thinking around what could be connected to what, who should be connected to who, and going out of my way to at least explore what should be connected and who should be connected and trying to just make those things happen to the extent that I can make them happen. And so <laughs> that was a bit of a, you know, 
circuitous, long-winded answer for A, B, C, D, always be connecting the dots is about seeing the bigger picture, mm-hmm. looking at everything around you, realizing it's all connected somehow, and more often than not, you can be the person to make that happen. And that's where innovation happens. That's where relationships happen. That's where companies are built. You know, that's, there's a lot of things that happen when you can, you can think and see the bigger picture. Yeah, that's actually so true, true. And you mentioned some great names. And I, ju- I just thought I should mention this as well, because I'm a history buff, uh, a totally different side note. And in a few days, it's July 1st, Canada Day, and July 4th, the 4th of July in the US. And if you go back in history, one other person I can think of is Samuel Adams. He was a lot of, a lot of people do not know, but he was one of those great connectors back in the day who was really responsible in some ways to connecting everyone, very instrumental. And a lot of Young people do not know who that is. Everybody knows George Washington. And the whole concept of connecting, right? The, the people then did not have any underlying motive. They just wanted to do the right thing. And there we go. After, three, after 300 plus years, you know, you have a country, lots of change. The world is different. That's right. Yeah. It, it, and it, yeah. So nothing we're suggesting here, the star I suggest, is, is anything new. I think we're kind of just reframing and repackaging what those before us have been professing or, you know, touting as the way to live, which mm-hmm. is to be a connector. And, and you're right. And there are a ton of others too, right? You know, Paul Revere mm-hmm. and all the others around how do we build community? How do we bring people together? How do we bring ideas together to move things forward? Uh, absolutely. You're right. I just, just to repeat what he just said, yes, there's not, others have done this, but what you have done, Larry, is brilliant. You've made it very simple for anyone to understand. ABC. I can't get any more simpler than ABCD. <laughs> so, a second grader could remember this <laughs> yeah exactly and that's that's the beauty of this because it is so simple the re- reason i mentioned this a few times is because it is so simple and it doesn't take a lot it doesn't take a lot and it, it comes from it's a selfless act and you're helping and connecting and even though you're not expecting anything it does come back many folds in different ways so that's the way i see it and that's the way it does work for me i got introduced to this concept a while back, not so long ago, actually, a few months ago. And I've, I've, you know, just doing this, it's a great feeling of satisfaction. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, maybe if we kind of go towards the end of this, we can talk about some tactics. Uh, at any point, you want to talk about some tactics to consider or even just trying this, right? You know, it, it, it is a stretch for some folks because we, we all kind of come at this from different angles. But, you know, it definitely takes some practice. And it's like it's a hard thing to do. But it definitely takes the mindset shift to think a little differently about how you approach relationships with this notion of nothing in return or, or being let, you feeling of being let down when there, where nothing comes back and reciprocates even in real time, right? So I think one of the things that, you know, when I talk to young people, when we live in a digital world that we live in now, there's this you know, desire for immediate gratification, <laughs> And I'm, I'm younger, right, in terms of, you know, I'm kind of on that bubble of the millennial kind of generation, but not a millennial myself. But this world of instant gratification from a digital means, you know, maybe that adding value and connecting is, you know, a, a referral on LinkedIn or a, a recommendation on LinkedIn, for example, kind of talking in, in more of a digital terms. You know, what's interesting to me is I look at the, the tools and technologies we have today, and it's like, hey, you should, you should consider recommending Nassar so that he can, you know, yeah, give you a recommendation or you know, endorse you for some skills. And that's just so counter. I think what we're saying is, is that this even shows up in the tools and technologies that we see today from an instant gratification perspective. And I think that's just, it's backwards. And we have to remove ourselves from that mentality to truly get into the world of being a connector. 
Yeah, and I mean, it'll be nice if if we can expand on that. And you said some tactics. What are some of the tactics that you could recommend? Yeah, so you know, we'll kind of come back to you know our mutual friend and I, uh, Aaron Watson, another podcaster. I was on his podcast uh, almost a year ago now. We actually talked about a similar concept, and you know, he asked me, you know, pretty point blank. He says, you know, what's one thing that someone listening to this, this concept could do right now and just act on and just try as an experiment, right? And so, you know, one of the tactics, and I've since evolved it. So the thing that I shared with Aaron, and I'll share with your listeners, and I'll share the, the next evolution of that, is identify seven people that you know in your network, you know, either in your network or that you have, you know, you're close enough to, and then identify seven more people who you want to introduce each one of those people to, right? Uh, for nothing more than to say, hey, uh, here's seven humans that I, I, I believe in, I believe in their purpose, I think they're great people. And then very simply identify seven other people who you think each one of them should know, right? And it's, it's very simple. It's very straightforward as a way to just kind of get the, you know, the, the, the ABCD mindset going, right? Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. And, you know, I'm also a believer in that, you know, if you don't write it down or put it on paper, it becomes too conceptual, too ethereal, and you'll never act on it, right? And so, Taking that one step further, I, I kind of, I'm toying with this idea, not to make this so structured, mm-hmm. but I kind of refer to this kind of as the, the connector's blueprint, all right? And, and it kind of goes like this. It takes that one step further. So uh, I'm going to describe it, and then we can kind of come back and review it, right? So essentially, sure. the, the connector's blueprint sounds something like this. You take a piece of paper, and you turn on eight and a half by 11, wherever you are in the world, whatever the size paper you got, you turn it on its side, so it's, it's sideways, and you draw four columns, Okay. And that first column, you're going to make a list of names. It's five to 10 names. It doesn't have to be any more than maybe even five. And in that column, these are people you would like to meet. Look, you can even be so bold and so out there to say, hey, I want to meet Elon Musk, or I want to meet Gary Vee, or I want to meet whoever. Ideally, these are people that are realistically you could possibly meet. All right, that's column one. Column one is who do I want to meet? Column two is who do you feel comfortable, most comfortable narrating? And when I say narrating, these are people that similar to my, my last example, these are people that I feel really good about. You know, I could talk about what they do. I could talk about who they are. I could talk about, you know, what they do and why, why I feel good about them, right? So five people that you feel good, that you could narrate and you could kind of give a pitch for. That's column number two. Mm-hmm. Column number three, okay, is for each name that you wrote down in column two, you put someone who comes to mind immediately that you think could benefit from that person. Right. So example, column number two, I put in the star. Column number three, I'm already thinking about podcasts. I'm thinking about life coaches. I'm thinking about executive coaches who I think could benefit from the value, the expertise that you bring. That's one person, one for one. Okay. The fourth and final column is why did you put that name there? Why did you put the name in column three <laughs> next to the one in column two? All right. Now what you have in front of you, I've outline this, it may be a bit confusing, but if you do this, column one, who do you want to meet? Column two, two to five or five to 10 people that you feel comfortable narrating. Column three, a name for each one of those in column two. Column four, why'd you put it there? What you now have in front of you is the blueprint to go and make those connections happen immediately, right? You take the name in column two, you actually send a quick email or a text and introduce the person in column three, and you already have the why this person should meet, right? that blueprint becomes like you have 10 people right now that you can immediately make a connection with without talking about what they do, without, 
you know, getting into business cards, all those kind of things. And then, oh, by the way, you're like, what's column one all, all, all about? Column one is for you to save for when someone comes back to you, it reciprocates back to you and they're like, hey, what can I do for you? That's when you used to bring out column one and you say, actually, you can't help me. I'm trying to get connected with these five people. That's when the magic happens, right? So that's kind of my four column uh, connectors blueprint at a, at a glance. And maybe we can even draw that out somehow and put it on your show notes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll make that as an effort. I'll, I'll, I'll create a file or an image and put that in the show notes so people can visualize. But that's brilliant. The connectors blueprint. Something, I mean, when I asked you to come on episode 100, I, I knew it was not going to be ordinary. <laughs> it was going to be extraordinary. I think you have blown that out of proportion by these two laws. The rule of seven <laughs> and the connector's blueprint. That's amazing. Well, I, I appreciate that. And I apologize. It's always very narrative. And I love to be able to get a visual that so people can you know, visualize it. And if they have questions, they can reach out to you, reach out to me. I'd be happy to follow up and talk more about that as well. Yeah. Uh, and before we move on to the next point, I just want to make, just give a call to action to the audience or anyone listening to this. You mentioned seven. Of course, now when this episode is live, it is, it is in July, month number seven. So, you know, Larry's rule of seven, month number seven. So I encourage all of you to follow the rule, rule of seven. Find seven people, find seven more people who you think they should connect with and make the introduction. And, and we have talked about the benefits of what you will see. So that's a call to action to the audience, myself included as well. And I'm looking forward to doing it. Larry, the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up, you mentioned the word community builder twice. I think I, um, and yeah. that's, a, that's a different level of network connection. I, sorry, I don't want to use the word networking here. But that's a different <laughs> level. That's a different, that's going beyond a connector. Connector is connecting person A to person B. Community is building community. And if you look at the most successful people in the world, successful businesses like Facebook, Google, Mike, they build communities. They build communities of different, so, you, you, you mentioned the word community builder. I think you have a shout out to your Facebook group. You have a group that you run as well. Please let us know what it is. I'll mention, make sure to mention that in the show notes as well. Why did you bring, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, can you tell us more? I, I'm really itching to know. Yeah, sure. So we'll give a couple examples. And, you know, I, it's not a, I guess it's a self-described community builder, as it were. I don't see that as a title. I think it's, you know, you hit it right on the head, Nassar, is... You know, when I look at leadership and I look at the best leaders, you know, they're, we can have all the adjectives that I think make great leaders. They're influencers, you know, they're great listeners, they're, they're, they're community builders, right? And a community can take on many different forms, right? And so let's go to one extreme, which is, you know, Mark Zuckerberg building this, this the, the, the largest community in the digital world using Facebook. And now obviously you've got a, a ton of other things that kind of followed suit. And that's bringing people together for a common good of, you know, social interaction, you know, social entrepreneurship, whatever it is, right? And so when I look at the best leaders of all the things we talk about, they are all about bringing people together. And that could be around rallying people around, you know, again, a common cause. That can be uh, around, you know, bringing people together to share in some capacity, mm-hmm. uh, whatever it might be, there's this, this through line of people building community. So it could be a physical manifestation of something. It could be a technology. It can be like, hey, you just organize meetups because you want to get people together who are like-minded or diversity of thought. You just orchestrate that. You're a community builder, right? I think at the end of the day, everyone's a community builder. It's just to the degree to which you elect to amplify 
<laughs> that reach, right? So Mark Zuckerberg is one extreme. I think people on like meetup.com, they're community builders, right? They're like right. getting people together who like love underwater basket weaving. But that's fine. Like two people show up for that. That's cool. You're a community builder. At the end of the day, you know, when I see that characteristic, I'm like, not so much I want to do that, but one of the things that comes that comes naturally to me is this desire to bring people together and to share a common space. And we've done that in a couple of ways. So you mentioned this Facebook group, uh, which is truly an experiment that, that Aaron Watson, we said his name a couple of times now, that he and I have curated called Connection University. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Connection University, not Networking University, with nothing more than an experiment to it's open to everybody, right? You can be wherever you are in the world and have to have Facebook in this case as an experiment to see, you know, how and where do people exchange value by, you know, they want something or need something or want to connect with somebody. And you would be amazed at the, the people that rally around wanting to help others and say, Hey, I can help you do that. Or I've got X or I've got X resources. You should talk to Y getting back to the, you know, the who knows who, right? This experiment has taken on a life of its own. And for folks who want to kind of join this group, it's an open group on, on Facebook. The discourse runs everything from I'm an entrepreneur and I'm looking to get legal advice all the way through to, you know, we had someone on there who was doing a research on air pollution and was looking to find an expert somewhere in the world. And lo and behold, someone in the community actually knew. So I'll like share that with you as an example, a manifestation of community building coming full circle back to why do we connect? Because we get a ton of just inherent value out of that. I, don't, I'm, I take no credit for that community. That has become what it is because of the people in it. We were nothing more than the instigators, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. We put the kernel out there and just like, let's use Zuckerberg again, like it's Facebook and you know, Instagram and other things. They put the kernel out there and it became what it became because of not just the idea, but the groundswell of people truly coming together, either sharing points of view or opinions, whatever, right? That's one example of, of a you know, digital community that I've been you know, very keen on kind of uh, continuing to nurture and seeing where it goes. Another community, uh, you know, this is pretty niche, right? You know, I, I, outside of my day job, I have a very keen interest in building community around adaptive sports specifically. So I won't go too deep into this, but lo and, lo and behold, what I found here in where I live in Pittsburgh, there's a lot happening in the world of adaptive sports. And for those who may not know that these are essentially uh, all sports for people with disabilities specifically. Okay. Every, you know, uh, major sport or athletic, whatever it might be, there is a, an equivalent for someone with a disability. And what I've come to learn through my own, just not just interest in sports is, you know, there was a lot happening in this community, in the community that already existed. It was very fragmented and that no one really was talking to each other. And it felt like we, could, we, a community could be established or a consortium could be established so that they could all move forward together and truly impact the people who needed these services the most. Okay. Long of the short is, is that we identified that and said, hey, you know, we could really have much more impact here because it's a bunch of small nonprofits. What if we actually put a consortium around all of this stuff, not to, to oversee it all, but to really kind of serve as this body of, of consortium? And lo and behold, now here we are two years later, and all of these organizations are moving together in mass and serving, you know, 10 times as many, you know, people, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Again, a kernel of an idea. It wasn't me, but it was the community that pulled it all together. So there's two examples of community, both in digital world and in the physical world. 
but all started with this common thread of bringing people together for a common interest, right? So the natural question I want to ask is, let's say someone gets inspired by this or someone is still, let's say someone is still trying to understand the value they can get from themselves. So, So let's say someone looks at this, they really want to get good at this and they want to build a community. What would you say are the benefits they would experience when they do what you have done with Connection University and yeah. your other uh, business as well? Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I think the, the immediate, you know, <laughs> the immediate kind of, you know, satisfaction, regardless of, of what you're doing, whatever the, the domain actually is, right? If it's at the sports, if it's basket weaving, it's whatever. The fact that, someone is willing to show up and take time out of their day to come to a physical place when let's say you say, Hey, I want to bring everyone who's interested in this topic together. And you just want to have coffee and chat about it. The fact that someone actually took the time out of their day to show up and actually listen to either what you have to say or see who else is there is immediate validation, not just of your idea, but someone else is interested. Right. And so there's, there's that, you know, there's that, which is a, a to me, is one point of validation, but also a, a, a sense of purpose, right? In terms of, hey, I'm not the only one who has this desire to, to build community, right? Mm-hmm. I think secondarily is, and, and oh, by the way, naturally, maybe because it's hand in glove with what we're talking about, you get to see, you immediately get the instant connected, you, you instantly get connected with the people who are thinking like you or thinking differently about a similar topic at hand. Those become your people those become your tribe, right? That becomes a tribe of people who you, you know, want to spend more time with. You want to, you know, bounce ideas off of. That's the, you know, that to me is the return. The return is immediate connection, right? Because they're, they're, they're clearly there for a reason. You start asking the question, why? Hey, nice to meet you. Why are you here exactly? That's connection happening, right? It's connection in real time. It's the gratification that somebody else actually took the time to show up. That begins to get the ball rolling with the topic we've been chatting about for the past, you know, 45 minutes, which is that's connection, connections in community, right? And if you can facilitate that, you know, that becomes the, the catalyst for what I think is quite frankly, one of the most rewarding roles, life skills, leadership skills that everybody should continue and have a desire to, to build. No, that's fantastic. Thanks for uh, sharing that. Larry, unfortunately, I have come to the end of our recording and I know we can, I, I personally can speak for more time, but there's a lot of great ideas here. Once again, on behalf of the audience, myself, thanks for coming back as a guest. It's, it's been a great interview. No, thank you. And, and truly humbled again, it's hard to be number 100 for you. And I look forward to hearing it. And I look forward to engaging with your, your community that you've been building with Career Medicine and engaging with them. And again, I have an open door to you know, helping you know, your, your listeners and any way I can connect the dots. Thank you once again, Larry. Thanks, Asar. Thanks, folks, for listening to yet another episode, episode 100 of the Career Medis podcast. As mentioned during the interview, I've, re- I've written a brief summary with, as part of a show notes in, in addition to this episode. If you have enjoyed this episode, learned something new, feel free to post a comment or review. And if you really, really loved it, definitely go ahead and share this amongst your network. Until next time, this is your host, Nassar Ahmed. Thank you.